0: I'm trying to get somewhere <laughs> i'm trying to get somewhere that's real and pure and true and eternal toby can you go with your boy Let's go. from the american missionary church apostle joel abobisa
1: will inspire you with anointed practical and down-to-earth bible-based teaching that will refresh energize and motivate you to do your best for god Join the Apostle now, as he ministers the Word of God.
0: Wow! Praise God, amen. Wow. Okay, good to see you too, you know. It's a blessing, amen. All right, let's pray. Father, we thank you for today we thank you for your blessing we pray for the leading of the Holy Spirit and we ask for your help in the preaching teaching of your word in the name of Jesus thank you Lord thank you for your spirit oh yes Lord thank you Thank you for your blessing today. Everybody, pray in the Holy Ghost. Just thank the Lord and just be in the Spirit as we share today in the name of Jesus. Makabolo me kodoru mushte bere bere bara bara Aborush, they believe they become Oh, yes, Lord, Ey bolu musiki fele bekanları yanama bruş ne bekanları ya Ey mamaya bolus devan Ey bara boruşun de fe ra bara bara bruş ne be la bara bara ya Ey bara bala Candaria, Midoro seteli yaraba bala mushandari yaraba Yes, 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 Lord. Miko sukotori Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. Miko tolo mushendeke fedebi kanari yaraba bayam. Imoro mushendeke fedebi kanari yaraba bokuushandari ambe mala bala boş ne be be kanarya mala mala boş ne kefe be be kanarya ebolus neya boş ne bala bala boş ne bele be de e kana bala 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 boş ne bala bala şama baş bala 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 maya ای ملوس که تلی بکنن ریا بالا بالا موسن دی به Alo sinde kafa e bolush ndariya la başka taliya la babaya kanları ya In the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord, for your blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. Wow. Yes. I believe... DJ has refreshed us a lot today. Amen. And we thank God. Now, I want to share with you just for a short time um, um, because really I, I should be sharing something else, but I feel like I should complete this message that I started sharing with you the last time. Uh, if I have two incomplete messages that I sort of owe to you. But I want to um, continue talking about how you can be a devoted member. Do you get it? Yes. How to become a devoted member. I remember I was sharing with you uh, from chapter 10 of the book, Megachurch. And um, I was only able to talk about the three types of members that we have. People who are at the deer stage and then people who are at the goat stage and people who are at the sheep stage, isn't it? And the idea is that when people become converted or as people begin their journey towards God, um, they go through stages, you know, and they they transition through different stages. And... um, um, it's important to know where you are <laughs> yeah. and then um, be intentional about completing the process. Yeah. Amen. Amen. God's aim is to make us all into sheep. Do you see? Yeah. God's aim is to make us all into sheep. I think we're all familiar with Psalm 95, right? Let's go to Psalms number 95. The book of Psalms. Um, Psalms number ninety. Five and verse 6. It says, Oh, come, let us worship and bow down and kneel before the Lord our Maker. That's a song. Do you know it? Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our God, our Maker. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our God, our For he is our God. And we are the people of his pasture. Just a sheep of his hand. Just a sheep of his hand. All right. (laughs) For his sake, come. And we are the people of his past. Just a sheep. Of his hands, just the she of his hands. Great, so he'll feel useful. All right, that's a blessing, right. But you can see right there that the people who are the subject of these verses, you know, the the subject of verse 6, O come, let us worship and bow down and kneel before the Lord our Maker. Do you see? The people who are being invited to worship and bow down are the same people who are being told the reason why they should do that. Do you see? So in verse 7, it says it's because He's our God. Do you see? And we are the people of his pasture. Do you get it? So if he is your God, that's anybody anywhere who lays claim to this God as his God, (laughs) you see, is being invited to worship and bow down and kneel before the Lord our maker. Do you get it? That obviously goes also for those who consider God as their maker. If you consider him as your maker, then you are supposed to be kneeling before him in worship and worshiping him. That's why people prefer to believe in something else. You get it? He didn't make us. (laughs) Because accepting that God is your maker comes with an obligation. Do You get it, yeah. So it's better to believe that we are products of a bang or, you know, something we evolved from apes or something maybe from, we used to be insects, then we became apes, then we became something, and now we have reached human. I don't know where we are going from here, but (laughs) if, if, if that process continues, I don't know what we'll look like in another hundred years. Do you see? Yes. But what I am driving at is the middle part of verse 7, which says, we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Do you get it? So three descriptions. One of them is he is our God. Do you get it? And the second one is we are the people of his pasture. Then the third one is we are the sheep of of his hands. You get it? So, those three descriptions refer to the same people. You get it? You can't call him your God and not accept that you are, you know, part of his people, you see, or the people of his pasture. You see, even the suggestion that he has pasture, the people of his pasture, you know, because people don't generally eat pasture, <laughs> Pastor, yes, but not, not pasture. <laughs> Jean-Jacques thinks the, the Bible people made a mistake, that God serves pastor to his people, right? Yeah. But at least the third one is clear, that we are the sheep of his hands. Amen. Amen. So, all God's children are referred to as sheep. And God's aim is to make everybody into a sheep. Amen. Amen. That is to have similar characteristics as sheep. Amen. So, we're all supposed to transition through the different stages the, the uh, deer stage, the goat stage, and then the sheep stage. Isn't it? And we said that the deer stage is where the person is wild. <laughs> you get it? Unpredictable. <laughs> now you see me, now you don't. You get it? Hard to pin down. <laughs> you get it? Yes. Hard, hard to pin down, hard to predict what they'll do next. You see, yes, I saw a little video where someone, I think the person saw, like, it was quite a few of them, like a family of deer had come to his porch, you know, and so he took a little video of them, and you could see that even though they have come so close, they were all very suspicious, (laughs) you get it, yes, and very alert that the slightest thing, and they're on their way out. They're sharp and sensitive, yes. And yesterday, also, I was speaking to um, someone who goes deer hunting. And he was telling me, um, um, I had called him and I didn't get to speak to him, so he told me why he didn't, couldn't pick up the phone. He said because he was uh, in his deer set. So I asked him, what is a deer set? He said, oh, a deer set is when you climb up in the tree and you put a chair, a seat in the tree. You get it? And you wait with your bow and arrow (laughs) for a deer. You get it? Yes. And he said, you can sit there for a long time. Just waiting for a deer to pass. Yeah. You get it? So he goes there and he patiently waits. You see, yeah, and he was telling me the day before he got one by yesterday, he got nothing. (laughs) Yeah. Do you, yes, that you don't easily catch them. Do you understand? Yes. So, if you're a member of the church, or you're supposed to be one of God's people, but you have characteristics like a deer, which is, Now you see me, now you don't. (laughs) You get it. One moment you are here, the next moment you vanish. It's a sign that you are not making much progress in your walk with the Lord. Are you getting the picture? Yes. And then from there you move to the deers at the goat stage where with the goats, the goats, the main thing about the goat is that they are around. They are not afraid of you. (laughs) You get it, yes. They're not afraid of you, and they don't really run away. Like, God can be here, you're here. It's like, yeah. The main thing is we are minding our own business. (laughs) Independence. (laughs) Independence. You get it, yes. I don't have to be controlled by you. I don't have to follow your things. I don't have to follow you. You know, you rarely see a goat following a human being somewhere, you get it, unless they tie a rope around its neck, and even that you see it resisting. I mean, as the person is moving forward, the goat is taking steps backwards. You get it, yeah. And so sometimes you see the goat is being dragged. I've seen a goat being dragged to the vet. Yeah, it's like even to go and get well, it's like I won't do it. Yeah, and a God doesn't mind if he himself goes to the vet. You know, if he strays there, he doesn't mind. But it's the fact that you are telling him to do it. You, you see the thing? That's what he doesn't like. Yeah, if you say north, he wants to go south. Why? Because you said north. So the way must be south, You see, and that's also another kind of Christian, you know, a Christian who cannot be led, you see, but that's important because any Christian or anybody who claims that a Christian must not be led or should not allow themselves or yield themselves to the leadership of a church or a pastor for that matter is making a serious mistake. Because we went through Psalm 23, if you remember, and we realized that Psalm 23, Psalm 23 is a summary of the blessings and blessedness of having a shepherd. You get it. And you see that ultimately, verse 6, the last verse, is where we all want to get to, that goodness and mercy will follow us all the days of our lives. Isn't that what you want? (laughs) Yeah. If goodness... And mercy, I mean, you know, we hear of these stories and, you know, fairy tales where a fairy just comes to someone and says that make three wishes or something. Have you read any of those stories? Now, if that was ever to happen to you, maybe for you it won't be a fairy, maybe an angel. But if an angel ever came to you and came to ask you to uh, ask for three things, you know, and they would do it for you, just say only one. Just say, I want one. I want goodness and mercy to follow me all the days of my life. And I want to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's it. You get it? Because this will sort you out. <laughs> Do you understand? Yeah. Yes. When you, this is manifest in your life, you'll be okay. You get it? If goodness and mercy will follow you, mercy covers all your wrongs. Mercy neutralizes everything you will ever do wrong. Say wrong, you know, wrong places you go to, wrong choices you make, and so on. Mercy, mercy is pardon. (laughs) Do you see what I'm saying? Mercy is pardon. Mercy just neutralizes it, It makes it like you never did it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you, you get it, yes. And if we would go through life and not experience the consequences of our wrong steps, missteps, mistakes, then it would not even matter. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? We'll just live freely <laughs> because mercy will cover it. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Yes, mercy will cover it. And, so, and the other one is Goodness. Goodness. That goodness is following you, you know, all the days of your life. Every day you experience goodness. Something good, something positive, something that others desire, something that people fight for, something that people give everything up to get. And it just follows you. It comes after you. I think you should want something like that. Yes. (laughs) You get it. So, this is the ultimate. Yeah. Do you understand? But this psalm shows us the journey to this ultimate destination. Yeah. Do you understand? And so, to go, to know how to get here, you need to go to the beginning. Yeah. And that's where we see verse 1 says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And that verse is, has a similar meaning as the last one. Do you understand? Then, between two and five, he explains how to get here. One of them is, he maketh me to lie down. Do you get it? He makes me lie down. And the other one is, he leads me beside still waters. (laughs) You get it? I'm saying this because I'm saying that if you are sheep, you need a shepherd. If you are someone who is not subject to the leadership, do you see, of the shepherd God has given you, then you will not experience what that leadership is supposed to produce in your life. Are you getting what I'm saying? So you see, the sheep is lying down in green pastures, not by choice. (laughs) You see, the sheep didn't choose the green pastures, but... He allowed himself to be made to lie down. Do you see what I'm saying? It's the shepherd who is making the sheep do it. You see, the shepherd is making the sheep do it. So that's why I'm saying that, you know, to be a sheep who has the mind of a goat (laughs) and the attitude of a goat, that's a problem, (laughs) you get it you can't make me do anything i'll come when i want to come and i'll do what i want to do and i'll pray when i want to pray and i'll fast when i want to fast and i'll even in the church turn in your bibles to so and so okay i'll turn if i want to turn you get it yeah if you've got your message just preach on you don't have to force all of us to turn to the verse you are reading i mean it's a democratic world look and if anything at all, this is, this is California. And if, in case you don't know, it's a liberal state. <laughs> Do you see? Yeah. It's the headquarters of freedom. <laughs> you see? So just go on. You have a message. Go on and preach it. Don't force us to turn into uh, or turn to whatever scriptures, etc. But that's it. You can see that part of the shepherding process is making people do things that they may not have chosen on their own. Do you get it? He maketh me to lie down or to settle down in green pastures. If your shepherd cannot make you do anything, you are not likely to experience those green pastures. Do you see? Yes. Then he says, he leadeth me beside still waters. Do you see? He leadeth me beside still waters. And I find that, you know, when you allow yourself to be led by someone that God has chosen for you, you will be okay because God will lead you through that person and God will cause that person's leadership to bring you to a good place. <laughs> do you see what I'm saying? Yes, yes, yes. You see that he 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 doesn't. He's not perfect. No, far from it. Because usually he's also a human being. Do you do you get it? Yes, he's usually a human being. God doesn't lead people um, primarily by angels. No. Do, 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 do you get it? Yeah. He doesn't do that. I mean, he does that. If he has to do that, he will. It's a bit like saying that because a donkey spoke to Balaam, God speaks to prophets through Balaam. <laughs> do you understand? Uh, if he has to do that, he will. <laughs> but that's not how God speaks to people. You get it? Yeah. Or that because Mary... Um, was pregnant by the Holy Ghost overshadowing him then the way to make babies is the Holy Ghost overshadowing him. no the people I know who have made babies didn't make it like that yeah do you see what I'm saying yeah So, God will lead you through your shepherd. I tell you, you know, through your shepherd. So, one of the main aims of the devil is to disconnect you from your shepherd, you know, or attack the credibility of your shepherd. Do you understand? Yes, because if he gets that, you see, then it means that now, you know, The things that God has for you don't really come through. Do do, do you get it? They don't really come through. And I'm saying that if you follow your shepherd, God being the one you are following, he will cause all things to work out for your good. Do you get it? Because when God is with someone, the person doesn't have to be perfect, but God fixes, you know, his imperfections. Let me show you this verse. First Samuel chapter 3 and verse number 19. First Samuel chapter 3 and verse 19. You know, I don't know if we have any more time left, but, right? It says, and Samuel grew. You see, now this guy is a prophet. Samuel, he's a prophet. It says, Samuel grew, and the Lord was with him. Can you see that? and he did let none of his words fall to the ground. Can you see? Yes, God did let none of Samuel's words fall to the ground. Yes, so Samuel's words did not fail. That's what it means. You know, if someone gave you a counsel, even if it was not the best of counsels, God will catch that counsel. (laughs) You get it? And try to make it work. (laughs) Because Samuel said it. (laughs) Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah, Yeah, because because Samuel said it. God's posture is to be on the side of his prophet. Do you see? Yes. And because his prophet is pleasing him. You see, it says, someone grew and the Lord was with him. The Lord was with him. The Bible says, can two walk together except they agree? You get it? So when God is with someone, it usually means God is pleased with the person and God is able to walk with the person or that person is able to walk with God because they agree. The person is not in disobedience to the Lord. Do you get it? And because of that, God covers for his mistakes. God covers for his mistakes, I tell you. Do you see? Yes. And that's what says God was with him, and he did let none of his words fall to the ground. So you'll find that, you know, someone may give a certain counsel, and when he gives that counsel or gives that prophetic direction... God causes that direction to work out for those who obey it. Why? Because God is with him. And his commitment is to let none of his words fall to the ground. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So that is the reason why when God gives you a shepherd, you need to take him seriously. You know, because God intends through him... To bring you to places. The ultimate destination of which is goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Amen. I mean, life is complex. You know, and it's it's unlikely and very difficult actually to go through life without experiencing so many different things. Do you get it? Yes. Things that you didn't know were part of life. (laughs) Do you understand? Yes. But God has promised to be with you. (laughs) Do you understand? In fact, part of this psalm is the one, uh, I think two verses before the psalm 23, I mean. It says, though I walk through the valley or the shadow of death. So you can see that the leadership of the shepherd does not exempt you from walking through valleys. Do you see? Yes. And experiencing even shadows. Yeah, Yeah, because usually when you see a shadow, it's supposed to mean that the thing is near. Yeah, Yeah, but sometimes you see that what you experienced was a shadow. (laughs) It came close, but you didn't catch it. Yes. Do you see? So, though I walk through the valley or the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Like, it's like death comes when you see a shadow of death. It means you have come really close to death. You get it? And that is frightening. You know, near-death experiences are frightening for anyone. But he says, I will fear no evil because he's with me. So, it's not always going to be a good experience. But God knows how to take you out of that situation. God has provided for you to be covered no matter what the experience is. Are you getting the picture? And some of the experiences are good. Some of them are not so great. The good, the bad, the ugly experiences all mixed together work out for your good. When someone is cooking a delicious meal, you know, the fact that the f- food is delicious at the end doesn't mean that the individual ingredients are all delicious. That's true. That's true. Wow. It's true. Those of you who cook, oh, yes. you know what I'm talking about. Yes. Moses says yes. <laughs> yeah. Thank God there's such a distance between you and your wife. Because I'm sure if she was sitting next to you, it would have been a problem. But that is true. Delicious meals are not necessarily made up of delicious ingredients. The ingredients may not be delicious on their own. Do you see? Yes. Yes, like salt. You see, or the pepper. You know, lemon. <laughs> yes. Do you see? Yeah. They may not nice. You take them one by one. They are not great. But when you combine them, some of the experiences we go through life, they are just for spice. Did you get it? Yes. Some of you, your lives need some spicing up. <laughs> You get it, yes. It's too bland. You get it, yeah. Your life is too boring. You need something that frightens you even a little bit. You get it, yes. Because some people don't get going unless there's pressure. And there's tension. Yeah, and some people, who is like that? Who can honestly, oh, everybody is like that. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> you see, yes, but that's how it is, maybe it's because I think there's a, there's a law of motion or something like that that says a body will remain at rest until what? A force, a force what, that is greater than, okay, there's the engineer, tell us, Grace, what are, what are we talking about? A body that is at rest or in motion... motion, ...will continue to be at its position uh until an external force is applied to change it. Until an external force is applied to change it. That means what is moving will keep moving until something stops it, isn't it? And what is stopped and at rest and in bed (laughs) and sleeping (laughs) and watching movies... You get it? And has crossed its feet. And is just there. You get it? Will continue to be like that. Until something. You get it? Exams. (laughs) You see? So we all need it. Yes? You get it? Inertia. A tendency to do nothing or to remain unchanged. Okay, the second one, okay. A property of matter by which it continues in its existing state of rest or uniform motion in a straight line unless that state is changed by an external force. (laughs) (laughs) Do you see the thing? Yes. So, sometimes some of these experiences are needed. Do you get it? But what we are saying is that through the shepherd, God has assured us that we'll be okay. We will be okay. Yes. Because his aim is that when it's all over, you will still be saying goodness and mercy have followed me all the days of my life so even though all the experiences of your life may not have felt good they will lead to good in the end amen Amen. Amen. in the end you'll be saying goodness and mercy followed me all the days of my life including those days when I was crying do you understand And that I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Amen. Right. So I have just shared this house because I was talking about the goat. (laughs) And the independence of a goat. Do you get it? God wants us to progress and to move on to become sheep. Amen. Amen. And if we become sheep, we will experience the fullness of of what he has for us amen Amen. Amen. now the other part of the message is 10 keys for developing devotion okay acts chapter 2 and verse 42 acts chapter 2 and verse 42 Acts chapter 2 and verse 42. It says they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. Amen. Amen. Now, change the version. Change the version and let's see what it says in Acts chapter 2 and verse 42. In um, New Living Translation, what does it say? And all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper and to prayer. Amen. Amen. They were devoted to all these things, they were devoted to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. Amen. Amen. Devoted, 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 devoted. Amen. Amen. So what we read in the King James Version as continuing steadfastly. You see, the word steadfast is supposed to be a navigational word which describes your ability to remain on course. Do you get it? Your ability to remain on course against you know, the temptation or the strong temptation to go off. Do you see? Yes, to go off, to to deviate, to veer off slowly, and to eventually find yourself in a different direction, you know, so it's the sailors that use that word because, you know, once you you, you leave the port and you don't see any landmarks, it's very difficult to know whether you're going straight. Or to the left. (laughs) Do you get it? Yes. If you don't have the right instruments, I tell you, you you will not even know. One time I tried to play some computer game, you know, one of these video games, and, you know, I was flying a plane. (laughs) Do you get it? And I noticed that once we take off, (laughs) you get it? I don't know where we are. (laughs) Do, Do you get it? And I would be trying to fly the plane and think I am actually doing well, then suddenly I see the ocean and I'm entering it. (laughs) Yeah, because I I, I can't really, you know, figure out which place, you know, and of course, I mean, I'm not into those games, so um, I'm not as good. But I'm just saying that when you don't have landmarks, it's very difficult to tell, you know, yes. So, that word is to show us that the believers stayed on course in these four areas. One of them is a devotion to the teaching of their apostles. Do you see? And then another one is a devotion to fellowship. Fellowship, gatherings, meetings. Do you see? And the third one is a devotion to to sharing in meals. Do you get it? So it means eating together is important. You you get it? Now, that's one of the easy things to obey. (laughs) Do you get it? If all that God wants you you to do is to eat. (laughs) Because, you know, we sort of have a mind that, you know, anything God wants us to do is likely to be something we don't want to do. (laughs) You see, so it's difficult for people to believe that God actually wants you to eat also. Do you see? He wants you to eat. But you have to remember that when God put Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, one of the first things he showed them was what to eat. Yes, Yes, he showed them what to eat. Just, you can eat anything freely. Eat this, then he showed them what not to eat. Do you see what I'm saying? So God is not against eating isn't it? God is not against eating. And it means that in as much as a person is devoted to the apostles' teaching and to gatherings, you must also de- de- be devoted to the sharing in meals. So for example, when you come to church and you listen to the preaching, you know, it's a devotion to the apostles' teaching, and then you, to, you come to church itself, it's a devotion to fellowship. <laughs> You must at least stay and, 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 and participate in the third way of expressing devotion, isn't it? Which is to eat with us after church. Yes. Do you get it? And then, of course, if you are going to eat our food, then you must join our prayer also. I think it's fair. <laughs> you get it but these are the areas It says all the believers devoted themselves to that okay so i'm giving you 10 quick keys and then we'll close number one is that you must take a decision to be devoted do you understand decide that i am not just going to be a member i'm going to be a devoted member Amen. Amen. You know, devotion will not just come naturally. You know, a person has to decide. You have to decide. You have to decide. You see, that's why when people are in a relationship, they both know there's something going on, but everybody is waiting for a proposal. Because a proposal is a decision. Do you understand? Yes, it's not, you know, until then... We are all just, you know, just flowing, you know, and we are just being, what are we doing and where are we, you know, all the time. You know, you know it, you know it, you know it, (laughs) it, yes. Yeah, (laughs) you get it. Because sometimes you, yes, and you ask, so who is this person? Well, he's my friend. Yeah, we're we're talking, but you talk with everybody? (laughs) How's this one different? You get it. But the thing is that, you know, we're talking, you know, we're relating, we know, we're friends. We call it so many different things. And the reason is because one thing that will make us call it something else has not happened. Do you see what I'm saying? That one thing has not happened. Decision that I am saying that you and I, we're not just friends as we have you know, or claim and we've been saying to everybody that this is more. You get it? That I want more out of this than what we are doing. Do you understand? Yes. And then from that point, you start to say, that's my beloved. You start to say, that's my fiancé. That's my this. And there are all sorts of fancy words I use to describe because of the decision. Do you get it? Yes. And until someone you're relating with makes that decision, you see, you should not assume. Do do, do you get it? You should not assume. And a lot of people get hurt because they assumed. Do you see? They assume because sometimes you just look at the privileges that come with it and how far you get it. And then the sacrifices, you know, you see the sacrifices the person has made for you And it makes you assume. Do do, do, do you get it? Yes. But what happens is that the person still has the door wide open. See, so that creates insecurity. You see, because yes, the sacrifices are there, but sacrifice does not mean commitment. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes, doesn't mean commitment. So he's spending a lot of time with you. He closes from work. He comes by your place. He's there the whole evening. You're cooking from for him. You've used your your uh, what do you call it? Your pocket money to cook. He has eaten it. You've moved to credit card. He has eaten it. You have taken a loan from the bank. He has eaten it. You know, and you feel that by this time, (laughs) you know. But I tell you that it does not mean anything until, you know, there is a commitment. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes? So I want to say that similarly, you know, until you take a decision, you say, this is my church. That is my pastor. This is my family, and I am devoted to it. I'm taking a decision. I am devoted to this. You get it? Until you do that, the sacrifices, you know, the interactions, and all of that don't mean much. Do you see what I'm saying? They don't mean much. Because a person can walk away from you and say, but I never promised you anything. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I never, you know. And these, they have something called friends with benefits. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's beneficial friendship. <laughs> And now they have even further is situationships. Yes. Inventors of new forms of evil. It's one of the characteristics of the last days. It says that men will be inventors of new forms of evil. (laughs) You get it? Yes. What is that? Entanglements. Yes. It's like... Entanglement means you can't easily get away from it. Do you you see what I'm saying? Yes, but you're not locked down. (laughs) Do do, do you understand? You just can't easily... I mean, to get out of it is a little complex. (laughs) Yes, That's, that's what it is. You see, this is it, yes. It says men will be backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, you know. But that's one of the things, characteristics of our time. Do you you see? So there are all these relationship things and so on that go on, but until there's a decision, you don't really have anything. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. And so I am saying that number one is to take that decision. You understand yes you've been coming to church for some time if we were a bad church you should know by now (laughs) what do you think yes or even if you are new to the church once you've been here more than once and you've come back it means something good is here (laughs) do you get it there is something good here or there is something helpful for you over here so take a decision decide that this is my church and I'm going to be devoted to it. Can I have an amen? Amen. And then that will be it. Hallelujah. Right? So be a devoted member. Take the decision to be a devoted member. Amen. Now, number two is to say positive things about your church. Say positive things about your church. Do you see? Yes. And then number three, say positive things about the pastors. Say positive things about the pastors. And then, if you like, number four, is say good things about the church members. Yes. Say Good things about the church members. Amen. Amen. Now, what am I saying in number uh, two? It says, say positive things about the church. Say good things about the church. Speak positively about your church. Yeah. Amen. See, we all, you know, one of the reasons why reviews, reviews are so important to people who sell things. Do you get it? Yes. It's because it determines so much. Isn't it? It determines so much in terms of how other people even respond to whatever it is. So everybody wants a review. I mean, by the time you fly a plane and you are landing, they have already sent you an email asking you, how was the flight? They want you to say something nice. Do you you get it? They want you to say something nice. And when you go to a nice restaurant, you know, they try to treat you good, so you say something nice. Some of them even actively tell you, leave us a review on Yelp or something like that. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. And then, when you ride the Uber, also, you know, one of the guys that uh, gave me a ride the other day, he wouldn't let me leave the car. He wanted me to go to the app and try and give him five star reviews. Yes, he was evangelizing for the five stars. I should give him the five stars. You know, yes, he wanted me to give him the five stars. And these days, the Uber and things, they also review you, the passenger. Yes. So there are also reviews on you. (laughs) Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. Because the world is driven by that. Do you understand? Yes. When there's bad news about people, about a church, etc., it affects the progress of the church. And the devil knows that. Do you see? So let me show you the scripture. Look at this. Uh, Matthew chapter 28. Matthew chapter 28 and verse 12. It says, And when they were assembled with the elders and had taken counsel, they gave large money unto the soldiers. Do you see? Verse 13 large money unto the soldiers, saying, say ye his disciples came by night and stole him away while we slept. Can you see that? <laughs> what I'm trying to show you, and go to verse 14, verse 14. And if this come to the governor's ears, we will persuade him and secure you. Yes. So if you, if you think that there is no active intention to spread bad information and bad news about your church or about the good thing that God has given us, then we are joking. Now, this one has to do with the resurrection of Christ. Do you understand? Something that is real, that is factual, the disciples, everybody knew, even if we don't know it for a fact, I mean... The Bible says if Christ is not risen from the dead, then all of us, our faith is in vain. Do you see what I'm saying? But the people who lived there, they went there, they went to the tomb. Nobody was able to produce a body of Christ or even a skeleton to say that the person we buried is at this place. Because if you go to most graves, you are able to dig out the, at least the frame of the person. Yes, and nobody has been able to produce that frame of Christ to this day. (laughs) Are you getting the picture? Yes, so it was a fact that Christ had died because they killed him. So that much they knew. (laughs) You see, even after he died, before they took him down, somebody went and said, let's pierce his side and make sure that the guy is really dead dead. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. That he's really dead in a dead kind of way. (laughs) You see, so they had no doubt that they had killed the man. You see. And so when there was a story that Christ had risen from the dead, and then they went to the grave and could not find his body, instead of accepting the reality You see, of what it is, you can see that when a person means to do you evil, they really just do it, even in the face of contrary evidence. So they went there, they couldn't find the body, nobody could explain where the body was. But instead of admitting that Christ had risen from the dead, they went to some of the soldiers and paid them money. I mean, they were willing to pay cash. And he says it was large money. (laughs) Yes, large money onto the soldiers. Plus an assurance that if it became an issue, we'll secure you. (laughs) Yes, we'll secure you. We'll influence people in high places and you'll be okay. Do you understand? So if you were living in that town at that time, what would likely happen is you would hear a story you would hear a rumor you would hear a story it would sound like these christians the followers of christ they played a trick after christ had died and they buried him they went to steal his body by night you know and there are people who will swear they will swear that yes it's true they saw the disciples. They saw them. Somebody would say, you know, I saw some movement around the, great, the grave at night. And I was wondering, you know, I heard someone moving the, the stone that they rolled, you know, to cover the tomb. Yeah, I, I, I saw something. Somebody, I even thought it was an earthquake. But I mean, some, I mean, people lying through their teeth about things they don't know just because someone is behind it. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. I am just trying to let you understand the reason why you also need to actively say what is true and what is good and especially what is your experience. Yeah. What is your experience? Yeah. Oh, that church, they what well, what are the things they say about our church? They are a cult. They're cult. They're cult. Yes, what has that been your experience? Do you feel like you belong to a cult? Do we have some magical things, I don't know, that we pe- perform here? Do we have you know, cultic practices or what? Pots and candles and and, and, and red cloth and and blood and rituals? <laughs> chicken eggs when you see chicken in our church it doesn't last beyond 2 or 3 o'clock you ask all the chicken that has made its way into our church by 3 o'clock there's none of it anywhere so yes there's chicken in our church but it's not for rituals Are you understanding what I'm saying? Yes, so being able to share your experience and being able to say it because you can see that even where it doesn't exist, people are being motivated intentionally to create stories. Do you understand? Yes, people are being paid even money. To create a story, say something. Say something about the disciples. Say something about the church. Say something about the pastors. Say something about the members. Just say something. We'll give you money. And listen, if you came to it, don't worry. We stand by what you are saying. We'll defend you. We'll make sure it's okay. And yet, it's all a lie. So you would he see one of these soldiers, you know, even Swearing. You know, before he gives his evidence and says, I'm one of the soldiers, yes. We put him to death, yes. Did he die? Yes. Did you bury him? Yes. Then what happened after? Well, at night, you know, I saw uh, one of these guys, you know, I saw a human being. I didn't really see his face, but he was about the height of Peter. (laughs) You get it? Then they bring the disciples and they do a lineup. Okay, Um, which of these ones... Did you think you saw, or at least most resembles the one you saw? Then he will look among them. Then he'll pick Peter. You get it? Yeah. And then Thomas is trying to look away and says, That's him. <laughs> and they add him. Said so these guys came to steal the body, and yet it's not true. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You need to upgrade your membership and your relationship and your perception of the church beyond stories you hear. You get it? Because many stories are nothing other than fabrications and exaggerations. Are you getting the picture? Yes. And then beyond that, The Bible says, you know. Let let me show you this verse. Let me show you this verse. It says, "Be not overcome, but by evil, or of evil, but overcome evil with good." You see, Romans chapter twelve and verse twenty-one. Romans chapter twelve and verse twenty-one. It says. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. Amen. What is the antidote to evil? Good. Not more evil. Do you see? Yes, that's why the Bible says, pay back no man evil for evil. Because evil for evil just multiplies the evil. You see, yes, evil for evil just multiplies the evil. So he said, don't do that. Don't multiply the evil, but overcome evil with good. Overcome evil with good. Overcome evil with what? Good. Good. Amen. Amen. Good will reduce the negative when it's added to it. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. If you have negative seven, and you add positive five to it, what will happen? It reduces the negative to two. And if you dare add as much positive as there is negative, it neutralizes it and it comes to zero. (laughs) Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. So if you have negative seven and you add positive seven to it, it comes to zero. It's neutralized. And if you add even more positive, do you see? Yes. If you add, you have negative seven and you add positive ten to the negative seven, you end up having positive three as though there had been no negative at all. (laughs) Do you see what I'm saying? Yes, it's as though nothing bad happened at all. So, the Bible says we must not be overcome of evil, but we must overcome evil with good. So, if people are passing around evil stories, negative stories, then what we have to do is to pass around also good stories, positive stories, share your experience, share your testimony, say what your experience has been. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Whether it's about the church, or about the members, or about the pastor, or about the teachings, or about whatever is out there, just say yours too. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes. I think this is a good verse, isn't it? It's a good scripture. Do not be overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. Amen. Amen. Let's not allow the enemy to have a field day. The devil knows that he knows that if he attacks the credibility of the shepherd, you are less likely to take anything he says seriously. Do you understand? That's why he fights it. Because he knows Jesus said, "My sheep hear my voice and they follow me." Do you understand? That's how it is with a shepherd. The sheep hear the voice of the shepherd and they follow the shepherd. So, you need to now begin to discount the voice of the shepherd. You need to now reduce the credibility of the shepherd. You see, you need to now paint him evil and paint, you know, say bad things about him. Do you understand? Knowing that it affects the faith of the sheep, and the sheep will begin to struggle. Are you getting it? Look at Apostle Paul in Acts chapter 20 and verse 28. Acts chapter 20 and verse 28. You know, I just feel I should explain this to you properly. Amen. Before we, glo- we close, you know, Acts chapter 20 and verse 28. It said, Take heed therefore unto yourselves, and to all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers, To feed the church of God which he hath purchased with his own blood. Can you see that? For Verse 29, look at this. It says, For I know this, I know this, I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. Do you see? And verse 30, Also, of your own selves shall men arise Speaking perverse things To draw away disciples after them Can you see that? Yes Of your own selves That means people who used to belong to you Former members Former pastors Former bishops Do, do you see what I'm saying? Yes Yes They'll make whole YouTube videos. They create whole YouTube channels, you know. And unfortunately, there's some of us who naively look at these things and fall for them. It's like, wow, you've discovered some wild secret. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you see? Yes. You haven't discovered no secret. <laughs> you know, you just have to experience, you just have to experience... Um, the false, you know, and fabricative nature of the stories we read online. Just once. You know, let them do a story about you. Then you will know how to handle the stories of other people. Yes. You know it. Yes. When we lost um, Prophet's son last year, you know, I was amazed when I saw somebody who has a whole TV show, you know, and the stories, you know, and saying things like they said, Prophet, you know, they had a funeral in Ghana. First of all, there was no funeral. No, there was a a ceremony or some service in Ghana, right, a memorial in Ghana. But there was nobody there. You get it? Yes, the body was not there. It was here. He was buried here. You get, but the person said that they saw him kneeling by the body in Ghana. You know, now you wonder. I mean, something that is so verifiable, and yet people would like to take a chance at lying about it just in case it works because some people won't check. Majority of people don't check. Yes. So when once they say it about you and you see how false it is, immediately you understand how you should take what you read about other people, other pastors, other churches, and so on and so forth, because much of all of that is false. Yes. The other day I saw a headline on YouTube, you know, T D Jake's dead, his last words something, something, something. Yeah. Did you also see it? Yeah. 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 And his last words at the hospital. Yeah. You see, yes, and then you turn it on and you hear some computer telling you a bunch of lies. And sometimes they don't even say anything about the headline. Yes. This is the kind of world we live in. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So Apostle Paul said, look, out of your own self, he said, said, this is what pains me. I have to go. But as I'm going, this is what I know will happen. Yes. Yes. Grievous wolves. Grievous wolves because it's painful. painful. Do you understand? It's painful when you hear some of these things that people say. You know, I had prophet say the other day that he was speaking to uh, Benny Hinn, and Benny Hinn was saying that sometimes when he reads the things people say about him, he wonders, is it me? <laughs> yeah, is it, is it me they are talking about? He cannot even believe it. Yes. Is it me they are talking about? People make up these stories say, the pastor has this, has a private jet, has this, has this, has this. So many different things that people come up with just to create sensation and to draw attention and so on. So we who are devoted need to go beyond those kinds of stories. Do you understand? And not only defend ourselves or protect and preserve ourselves against them, Do you see? But we also need to overcome them with our good stories. (laughs) Hallelujah, yes. And especially stories about men of God. You see, it doesn't doesn't help anyone for any one of God's pastors and God's servants to be denigrated in public and all that. It doesn't help anybody. You see, and don't even say that because it's not about your pastor, it doesn't matter. No, it does matter. It does matter because it's about all of us. We are one body. Do you understand? Yes, if your toe is itching, you shouldn't say that because it's not your head, it's not a problem. (laughs) Yes. The Bible says if one member suffers, we all suffer. Yeah, so what people say about pastors say about churches and so don't join such things and don't pass such stories around. Yeah, don't pass stories like that around. can pass on stories like Black Friday, you know, the the, the, reduced, suit, the reduced suitcases, the, what, what else? TVs have been reduced, you know, Christmas trees, yes, where you can get half price, uh, Christmas trees. You get it. All the remaining pumpkins from the Halloween, which you can save for next year. Uh, you get it. And then what? Free turkey. Where there's free turkey. Especially that. Yeah. If you know where there's free turkey, please show us. So, so, so that uh, DJ can have one and cook and invite us to come and eat it. DJ, will you make turkey for us and then we'll come and eat? Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you. You. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? And whether one member suffer, all the members suffer with it. Or one member be honored, all the members rejoice with it. (laughs) (laughs) Hallelujah, yes. So say good things about the members, say good things about the pastors, say good things about the church, and about the teachings, and the things you've been blessed with in the church. If there's a teaching that has blessed you, share it. Share it also on Facebook. Why not? Yes. (laughs) Like what I'm sharing with you is good preaching. (laughs) It's good preaching. (laughs) You get it?
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) Yes. You get it. It says, Grievous Wolves. You know, Grievous Wolves. After I leave, can you change the version and let's see how that sounds? We'll close in just a little bit, but, you know, I just want to bring these points across to you. Amen. Right? He says, whether... No, not... not yes. Asked, so guard yourselves and God's people. Feed and shepherd God's flock. His church purchased... With his own blood, let the church be precious to you. Yeah. Yeah. You get it. Let let church be precious to you, because for you it maybe just took you yeah. or cost you just a drive to come here. Ooh, yes, but it cost God far more oh, yes. to have you want to come here. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes, yeah, for you it was just a drive to this place. Yeah. You see, yeah, maybe Jean Jacques Ubered you to church. Yeah. <laughs> So, for you, it's nothing. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yes. But for Christ to get you to be willing to come here, you see, to add church to one of the things you do, as one of the things you do on Sunday, it cost him his only begotten son. It's precious. So, we must protect the church. Amen. Amen. Protect the church. Any church. Anything that's called church protects it. <laughs> Amen. It's precious. If there was only one person to be saved, Christ would have had to die. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes, because without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. So it costs the same, whether it's one church. Or a thousand churches, it cost him his only begotten son. Do you understand? Yes. Then what is in verse 29? Verse 29. I know that false teachers, like vicious wolves, will come in among you after I leave, not sparing the flock. You see? And then verse 30. Verse 30. Even some men from your own group you see, will rise up and distort the truth in order to draw a following. Yeah, in order to draw YouTube followers. (laughs) And Facebook followers. It's about money. It's about, you know, being popular, isn't it? It's about having a large following. That's it. To draw a following, they will say what they have to say. Yes. They'll say what they have to say. Yeah. The other day, I saw a video clip of um, Archbishop Duncan Williams, you know, the famous man of God, you know, and he was saying how he saw a reporter Because at the time, people had said so many bad things about him. He was in the newspapers everywhere. And so he asked one of the reporters, he said, you guys, what have I done to you? You know, he asked him, what have I done to you? And then the guy answered and said, honestly, Archbishop, do you want me to tell you the truth? Mm. Yeah. And he said, yes, tell me the truth. And the person said, you sell. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. Yeah, he says, you sell anything about you sells our newspapers. <laughs> so that's what, so he said to the person, he said he said to the person that so you are using me to sell your newspapers. You are using somebody's son, somebody's father, somebody's child to sell your newspapers. Then he told them that, you know, you, you two one day somebody age. <laughs> And as as he spoke from his heart and concluded it with tongues, (laughs) I said it's not good, it's not good for these people. (laughs) (laughs) It will not be good for these people. No, but seriously, because sometimes you cause grief. Do you get it? You cause grief. You know, not everybody wants their face in newspapers or even to hear. Things about themselves Even if they are true And you take somebody who is mourning, grieving Lost his son You know And then you take that story and twist it Somebody even said that It is when God is angry with you He'll kill your, your son Can you imagine that? Vicious wolves Saying perverse things Do you see? Yes. And what's in 31? Apostle Paul said, remember watch out. Remember the 3 years I was with you, my constant watch and care over you night and day and my many tears for you. And verse 32, you know, you know, I now entrust you to God and to the message of his grace, etc. But what he was trying to say is that you know, you the only solution to this is to remember the good. Yeah. To fight the evil are you hearing what I'm saying yes so I don't know how many do you have number what four? four. number one is what take a decision to be devoted number two is what say positive things about the church number three say positive things about the pastors number four Say good things about the church members. Do you understand? Yes, if you have a bad experience with anybody in this church, you know, that's the whole point. Remember, we are in transition. We have come from far, dear, who are trying to become goats. And you know, and so if you encounter us at the wrong stage, it's likely that your experience may not be great. You get it, but just be patient and just give us time. We are improving. That's the whole point. Yeah, that's the whole point. We're improving. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So say good things about the members. And then number five is what? Number four. Or oh, number four is say good things about the members. All right? Then number five is encourage employers to hire church members. In other words, if you know, how somebody in church can find a job. Help that person. Do you get it? Yes. If you know how somebody can... Uh, there's a vacancy at your workplace. Let's just help one another is the whole point. Do you get it? The, that's the whole point. So if they're hiring at your workplace or you know some place where they're hiring or you know some place where something can be obtained for less, etc., and you can see someone in need of it, help arrange and make the connection so that the person can get it. Amen. Amen. All right? And then, um, but I think our time is up. Wow. So I don't want to go on, you know, it's already 2 o'clock, so we have to close. Amen. Amen. Right. But one point, number one, okay, make it number seven. Um, six. Oh, you guys. All right. <laughs> Encourage members to apply from work, for work from within the church family, isn't it? Yes. So that's what I'm saying, that if you know and we have jobs and so on, you must encourage each other to help. Amen. Amen. Next one is encourage church members to marry each other.
1: Hey,
0: that's what Why not? Why not? you get it and nobody should criticize us for introducing people and so on and so forth you get it what are those dating websites for what do you think they are trying to do uh, what are they trying to do do you get it yeah is, is it not introductions yes and they charge people money to belong to those sites you get it just to, because it's not easy to meet somebody because everybody's world is, is very small You see what I'm saying? And it's even worse because some people, apart from your world itself being small, your temperament shrinks it further. Yeah, Yeah, because like after church, you're going straight home. (laughs) Even to stay here and talk to a few of us, it's even a problem for you. Do, 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 Do you get it? Yes. So you may not know so many people. You may know a couple of employees at work and then know maybe one or two people at your school and then maybe the super in your apartment building. (laughs) Do you know super, the caretaker (laughs) in your apartment building? Those are the only people you may know and all of them are already married. (laughs) Do you understand? Yes. And some people will also wind up marrying the wrong people because they do not expose their dating life to the right guidance do you see it's beyond the shepherd's view <laughs> <laughs> do you get what I'm saying yeah secret boys secret girls secret relationships so many things and it causes so many problems so do it in the open amen so if you know a good person that you can recommend to someone recommend the person why not yes it's not you're not marrying them you just say hey yes yes something yes that does it yes and if you can recommend a car for me to buy which i'm going to drive for just a few days why can't you recommend a person who's going to live with me the rest of my life Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. So encourage church members to marry each other. Then number eight is encourage members to socialize and fraternize. Right? Yes. Spend time with each other. Remember they were devoted to the fellowship and eating. Isn't it? Yes. They were devoted to it. So this Thanksgiving, don't be by yourself. That's the whole point. Don't stay by yourself in your house. Don't cook a whole turkey and and sit behind it and just start chewing it. (laughs) Don't do that. Bring someone around you. Amen. I'm sure they'll make some arrangements around so that everybody in the church is taken care of somehow. Amen. And everybody will go somewhere. Everybody will eat something nice. And everybody will have a great thanksgiving by the grace of God. Amen. Amen. Then number nine is join a smaller church family within the big church. And this is where our Basenta is coming. Isn't it? Yes. Join a smaller church family. Join a smaller group. Do you get it? Yes. Join a smaller group within the church. Join a Basanta. Do something in church on Sunday. Do you see what I'm saying? Every church has two groups or two kinds of members. Those who come to enjoy what has been created and then those who create what the others come to enjoy. You get it? Yes. And devoted members are often found in the second group. The ones who create the experiences that others look forward to. You get it. So be a devoted member by being a creator of the experience. Not just one who enjoys the experience, but creates the experience for others. You get it? So let there be a choir because of you. Let there be music because of you. Let there be great worship because of you. Let there be film stars because of you. Let there be great ushering because of you. Let there be a great safe church because of you. Let people come to church and look forward to a great experience because you are around. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes. So that is how you do that. And then... Number 10, which is the last one, says become a father or a mother. That speaks about see the church as a family. Do you get it? Treat the church like a family. Hallelujah. Let the church be family to you. Amen. Amen. You know, God in setting um, or creating a church, intends to create a family do you get it yes you know your biological family is not the only family god intends for you to have in fact many times your biological family has limitations you need more brothers and sisters than your mother can give you everybody needs more brothers and sisters than your mother And 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 some of you don't even have sisters. Ah, there you go. You see, she she you you don't have a sister, right? Do you have a sister? You don't. Do you have a sister? You also don't have. You see, look at all these people. They are sisterless. You get it. So if they don't get um, um, Leah and um, Yvette and Catherine, then they don't have any sisters. That that is it. You get it? Yes. I mean, she is surrounded by boys. You get it? And when you see her brothers, you get there are five of them and they are all solid. (laughs) You get it? Yes. You see, and then she does not even, she's an only child. Yes. Her only brother is Mike. whom she has married. so That's now a problem. Do you see? Yes. And then she has one brother. That's it. No, I'm telling you that the, the, the family you need, you can't just count on your biological parents to give them to you. That is the truth. You get it, yes. So biological parents and biological family is great. Do you understand? But it is not supreme. Yes, it's not everything. That is why the Bible says there is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. That it means that brother is not the limit. Yes, Proverbs chapter 20 20, let me show it to you. Proverbs 18 and verse 24. A man that hath friends must show himself friendly. Do you get it? Which explains why some of us don't have friends Because we are not friendly (laughs) Yes You don't have friends because you don't show yourself friendly Yes You don't talk to anyone You don't relate with anyone You don't call no one You don't return anybody's text Yes Even we have created a church group And put you on it And given you friends You know that you could not have given to yourself. Just say happy birthday to someone. You will not say it. Oh, by the way, today is Reverend Munene's birthday. Yes. yes. Yeah, just say happy birthday, Reverend Munene. No? Yes. But you always go there and read what others are. You're not showing yourself friendly. Yeah, that's why you don't have friends. And you will never have friends if you don't show yourself friendly. Do you understand? You must talk to people. You must relate with people. You must find people when you don't see them. Solitude is not a good thing. The Bible says God sets the solitude in families. The solitary in families. When God finds someone who is alone, he says, nope, and he puts them in a family. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. That's why by the time you are born, God has you set up. He has determined all your aunties are ready, uncles are ready, cousins are ready. I mean, parents, I mean, God has sorted you out by the time you are born. You didn't choose without your permission. He has given you siblings sometimes, you know, other times you're alone, but there are aunties, uncles, and me they have all taken their position and they are ready waiting for you don't go through this life alone amen. amen don't go through this life alone make the church your family are you understanding it yes make the church your family and look at it Matthew chapter 12 let's read Matthew chapter 12 and maybe we can close on that Matthew chapter 12 Yeah, Matthew chapter 12. Have you found Matthew chapter 12? Verse 46. It says, And while he yet talked to the people, while he yet talked to the people, behold, his mother and his brethren stood without, desiring to speak with him. Do you see? Yes then one said to him behold thy mother and thy brethren stand without desiring to speak with thee so imagine as i'm preaching and i'm sure that's what will happen if as i'm preaching now my mother came outside there and one of you saw her you know i don't think you wait till the service is over you will you know, Brother Frank is going to break protocol and just come right through and whisper something to me. (laughs) That's what happened. Because those people thought family is supreme. (laughs) You see, it's bigger than anything. And so while he was still preaching, he was talking about some important things when his family showed up. And so one of them came to tell him that your family Is out there. But look at what Jesus said. He answered and said unto him that told him, Who is my mother? And who are my brethren? And he stretched forth his hand towards his disciples and said, Behold, my mother and my brethren. Do you understand? for whosoever shall do the will of my father which is in heaven the same is my brother and sister and mother that is it the same is my mother and my brother and my sister so my family is not just a biological one I'm not going to stop talking to all these people just because my, my brothers and sisters are outside are you getting the picture? yes That's why the Bible says that anybody who has left, I'm sure you've seen that verse or heard it before, you know. It says here, There is no one who has left house or parents or brethren or wife or children for the kingdom's sake who shall not receive manifold more in this present time. Have you seen that verse before? luke chapter 18 and verse 29 because you see sometimes you're following christ you see can cost you biological relationships yes it can cost you it can disrupt biological relationships you can have a brother who hates your church <laughs> do you see what i'm saying yes you can have a brother who doesn't like your church or a sister who doesn't like your church and then it disrupts the, the, the relationship in a way. You see what I'm saying? Yes. It doesn't have to strain it, but you find that, you see, the Bible says two cannot walk together except they agree. And so when you disagree on something as, as principal as that, because there are some, I mean, church is a very important part of anybody's life. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. So when, Someone who is supposed to be a sibling or a cousin or something, the person does not flow with the church that you are into. You get it? It creates some kind of artificial distance. Yes. You you don't do it on purpose. Do you get it? But it just creates it. You find your conversations are limited because the things you like to talk about, you know, it will lead to arguments right now. You get it? Yes. You find some people You know, I have some relatives and so on. You know, sometimes they post funny things about pastors and so on on the thread. I can't comment on that. You see, so it limits the fellowship. You see, and it defines the person to me because I realize that, you know, the things I believe, you don't believe them. And so I will not likely enjoy your company. You know, and the fact that we are blood-related alone is not enough. It commits me to you in a certain way. It commits me to helping you, being interested in things that pertain to you, and so on. But in terms of fellowship, you see, you can't force it. Put two people together you say, okay, you are cousins, so talk. (laughs) It's not as simple as that. Do you get it? Yes. That's if you want to be honest. But if you want to be dishonest, you can believe something else. But if you are honest, you will know that you can't relate closely with certain people just because they are family. Just because they share other beliefs. Do you see? Yes. They, they, they are of other beliefs and you don't agree with those things. Amen. Amen. Yes. If you have a brother or a friend who hates your pastor, you, you see that you can't relate much. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you get, because everything you know is so influenced by your pastor, and the person resents your pastor so much. So you get together and you talk about Trump, and then you throw Biden in. Hopefully, there's a hurricane, it will give you something to talk about. You get it. Ah, thank God for Israel and Hamas. And then you talk about that also a little bit and so on. But you find that the relationship is not deep. Do you get it? So, Jesus said that it can cost you. You see, but he says there is no man that left house or parents or brethren or wife, or children, for the kingdom of God's sake. So it means for the kingdom of God's sake, all these livings are possible. Do you see? Then verse 30 says, who shall not receive manifold more in this present time? So God says, in this present time, he's going to give you parents, parents, And brothers and sisters, you know, and all those people that you lost, he will give them to you in Christ. And that's in the church. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes. That's why when you have family who are also your spiritual family, those are the best and the highest relationships you get it? Yes. Because the brother has also become a friend. And that is wonderful. Amen. Amen. Yes. So I want to encourage you, make the church your family. Understand that the relationship is that of a family. What affects you affects me. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. What affects you affects me. So don't disappear. (laughs) Do you get it? Don't hide. Don't hide things. You don't need to do that. You see what I'm saying? Because we are brothers and sisters in the church. The Bible says a brother is born for adversity. If you're in difficulty, let the brethren know. Do you get it? Don't be so private. You see, don't suffer in seclusion. Sometimes people are so private that you wonder what are you even hiding? <laughs> Do you get the idea? There's no need to be so private. It's true that nobody wants nobody wants everything to be, you know, all over the place. But there are certain places where you need to be. You get it? privacy is like nakedness. Do you, do you get it? Yes. Nobody wants to be naked everywhere. You get it. But you have to understand that your nakedness is not strange anyway. And it has to happen in some place. In order for you to get appropriate help. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. So at some place, you have to be open. You have to be able to trust somebody. You have to give yourself a chance at being heard let someone hear your side let someone see how it is with you let someone know what your true feelings are and what is really going on with you do you get it that beyond the beautiful face beyond the makeup beyond the hair and everything you know when it comes off and everything is washed off you know we want to know that person yes And I agree that not everybody qualifies to see you with that. I remember one day, one lady told me, Apostle, you will never see me without my makeup. The person said to me, yeah. He said, you will never see my face without my makeup. The person said so. Yeah, that's fine. Maybe me, but I'm sure there's at least somebody who will see it. Yeah, the person will see it. When you put that Walmart bag on your head, the person will see it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> are you understanding what i'm sharing with you let the church be your family and to be a blessing to you amen stand to your feet and let's close very quickly i really had to share this with you today just to finish this and i pray that you're blessed amen all right let's pray everybody close your eyes and let's pray father we thank you for today and thank you for the opportunity we are blessed that you put us in such a family thank you for all the things we are learning in the church we pray lord that we'll be devoted members We will not just be members but devoted members in the name of jesus yes devoted to the Apostles' Doctrine, devoted to fellowship, devoted to breaking of bread, and devoted to prayers, in the name of Jesus. Help us, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Everybody just praying, yes. Oh Holy Spirit, Saturate my soul And let the life of God Fill me now Let your healing power Breathe life and make me whole And let the peace of God Let it rain Oh, Lord, I hunger. Oh, Lord, I hunger for more of you. Rise up within me. Let me know your truth. Oh, Holy Spirit. Oh, Holy Spirit, saturate my soul and let the life of God. healing power breathe life and make me whole and
1: let the peace of God let it
0: rain thank you Jesus as we close the service we want to give an opportunity to you whether you're here with us or online with us, but you know in your heart that you're not saved, we want you to pray this prayer with us to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior so you can be saved, so you can be sure that when you die, you will not go to hell, but go to heaven, both of which are real so say this prayer with me everybody join us as we say this prayer say lord jesus i know i'm a sinner and you died for sinners like me so i receive you lord as my savior and my lord please forgive my sins i confess i'm a sinner let your blood wash me and cleanse me from all my sins. Yes, Lord. Lord. And save me. me. Thank you, Jesus, for hearing my prayer. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. Put your hands together for the Lord. Now, I want us to have communion, so just go grab your communion. I think they're bringing it around. Everybody just take your communion thank you Jesus brothers sisters we are one and our lives have just begun in the spirit we are young and we'll live for of God, hear his holy word, gather round the table of the Lord, eat his body, drink his blood, have one please can I we're going to join the prophet at the first love center today as we
2: receive the communion amen amen all right God is saving people amen In Jesus name take your communion
1: Ooh, take eat this is my body which was broken for you
2: the body of Jesus Christ. May this bring you much healing and deliverance. The body of Jesus.
1: For my flesh is meeting indeed, and my blood
2: is drinking deep.
1: Now, the blood.
2: Now, listen. God has shown me some people you are in prison but he told me that you are going to be led out of prison and redeployed. You see how in Russia they release prisoners to go to war. Oh yes. Somebody here or watching me you are coming out of jail. I see you being set free by the blood of the Lamb. Walk free. Walk free from all your mistakes and your sins. The blood of Jesus Christ.
1: Let your hands for your
2: blessing. May multiplied blessings come upon you. May you walk free from every chain, every imprisonment, and every confinement. You are set free by the blood of the Lamb. The Lord bless you. The Lord make His face to shine on you. Every anger of the Lord towards you is ended. May you now experience the joy and the pleasure and the favor of the Lord. I see somebody here you are supposed to die. Put everybody put your hand on your head. Any death that is approaching you in the name of Jesus. We cancel the spirit of death and every appointment with death in the name of Jesus. Amen. Be delivered. Yes. Be delivered. Yes. Be set free I receive it. in the name of Jesus Christ.
0: in the name of Jesus may you
2: be delivered yes from every appointment yes with death in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus name father thank you
0: yes for the grace thank you Lord thank you for the help Thank you for the help. Thank you for the power. Thank you for the power. Thank you for the grace. Thank you for the in grace. In the name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus name. Be blessed. Amen. Amen.
2: Right now, put your hand on your heart. Yes. May every disease yes. in you be yes. healed. Amen. I pray for healing for you. Healing. healing. I
0: receive it. Healing. Yes. Healing. Yes. From every disease. Jesus.
2: Be healed in the I name of Jesus Christ. I receive it. I pray. Amen.
0: Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Amen. May every disease in you be healed. In Jesus' name, you may be seated. Amen.